Hello, hello, and welcome to the You in Alignment podcast. I'm your host, Kiana Sadfair. In this show, we'll explore all things spirituality, self-development, and manifestation. My mission is to support, inspire, and uplift you on your journey. Together, we'll break through self-limiting beliefs, rewrite your story to embody your highest potential, and come into alignment with your soul purpose and personal truth to live your most fulfilled life. Now let's get into it. So first off, I wanted to say yes, welcome. I am so excited that you're here. For this first episode, I wanted to discuss what you can expect from this podcast and to share my story with you. My hope is that this podcast will be a place where you can go deeper into your own being and it will offer you inspiration, guidance, knowledge on all the different types of healing techniques to find what resonates for you and for you to feel supported and uplifted on your journey. So I am so excited that you're here. A little bit about myself, I have been studying self-development for the past decade, but started my spiritual journey about four years ago with meditation and just reading a lot of different spiritual texts. And then everything in my life fell apart in 2019, and I went on a soul journey across the world alone, lost, and heartbroken to find myself. During this time, I have overcome a 12-year battle with bulimia. I healed from one of the most devastating and traumatic breakups of my life, and I broke an addiction to codependent relationships. Through all of this, I learned how to ultimately love and forgive myself. So through my whole journey, I have the clearest vision of my purpose. I came into alignment with my true self, and I've done a lot of things that I could have never imagined in the past. I've written a children's book, which is still in the process of being published, and I've trained in energy healing, meditation, yoga. I've done hundreds of hours of self-development courses and courses in spirituality, and I'm now studying clinical hypnotherapy to become a clinical hypnotherapist. I'll share more on hypnotherapy in later episodes on how it works, how effective it is. It's just had a huge impact on me and my healing journey. So um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. So for this first episode, I wanted to share my personal journey with you, and this is really, really vulnerable for me. Um, So I wanted to preface this by saying it's not a sob story, and my only intention with sharing the details of my story is to help anyone that's in a similar situation. This is also my perspective, and um, I'm not blaming anyone here by any means. I truly believe that everyone that comes into our lives comes into our lives to teach us lessons that we need to um, grow and evolve in this lifetime. So every person is a teacher and everyone also has their own pain and that's where they're operating from. So yeah, I'm just really grateful for it all now. And um, something I love that Maya Angelou said is, when we know better, we do better. And I truly believe that. So yeah, after that long intro, I'll get into it. Um, Starting in childhood, I grew up in a big family. I have three siblings, so there are four of us. And we just always had a lot of 
big personalities in my house and my house was just always very chaotic. And as a child, I was always very, very sensitive and had begun to internalize all of the energy that was going on around me. And I didn't understand how deeply sensitive I was. So as a child, you don't have the language to really communicate what you're feeling. So I would just feel so much and so deeply that I would just be crying a lot. And I was just told I was too sensitive. And um, I just felt very misunderstood and very alone. I also had a wild imagination. So I'd spent a lot of time in my fantasy world and my thoughts and daydream. And um, it just felt safer for me there. So I just felt very out of place in my family. And um, growing up, I just, I also felt very rejected. I didn't have a lot of friends in elementary school. And I also just felt very out of place in my family. I looked different from my sisters and my mom. They were all had lighter skin, lighter hair, they were thinner, and I was chubbier, and I was darker. And I just I had a lot of shame around looking different from my mom and looking different from my sisters. So as I got older, I just became a really big people pleaser. And I started to change my personality because I wanted to be accepted. So I just did any and everything to make other people happy, putting other people's needs before my own. And I just became very social and extroverted, but that wasn't truly me. I also used food um, as a way to numb all of the emotions I was feeling. I was very empathic and food was a way for me to escape everything that I was feeling. And over time, I, I gained a lot of weight as a child and I just felt very uncomfortable in my body and people would make jokes about me being overweight or chubby and it was really hard for me. So before I went to high school, I lost a ton of weight and uh, when I entered high school, it was just, I just felt more pressure, uh, more pressure of having to look a certain way and my sister was in the same school as me and she's beautiful, but I just felt compared to her a lot and boys would make comments and it just amplified all of those feelings of feeling rejected, not feeling good enough. And um, I was just feeling a lot at that time, still internalizing so much of the energy around me, not really understanding it. So I turned to food and I started binging a lot. And when I was 16, I learned how to purge and I learned how to throw up. So I will do a whole other episode um, discussing eating disorders in general because there's just a lot that went into this and it was never really about losing weight for me. And that's a big misconception with bulimia is that it's a way to lose weight. But most people that are bulimic don't lose weight. They're actually at an average weight. And I gained weight over time because you get used to eating these large volumes of food and then you can't get away to purge. So this eating disorder just took on a life of its own and it continued for 12 years and it became a coping mechanism for me. If I was feeling too much energy, if I was feeling just so alone or rejected um, or not good enough, it was a way for me to stuff down my feelings to not feel because it was so overwhelming. And then the purge was a way to release that energy. So it was the only way I knew to not feel. And um, 
in high school and after high school, I was in a long-term relationship and my relationship with food was very intertwined with my relationship with men. And I was just using food to um, numb and distract, but then to also fill me up. And then the same thing with men. And I was so codependent in all of my relationships. I felt so empty. I felt so um, unworthy and I needed someone else to fill me up with love because I didn't have it from within. So both in that relationship and relationships afterwards, I just completely would lose myself in every relationship. I did everything and anything to make this other person happy um, because I felt so unworthy. And I was just so deeply, deeply insecure. And I was just constantly seeking validation um, externally from men, seeking comfort from men, comfort from food, because I didn't have it from within. My eating disorder had continued through high school and college. And at this point, I was working and living in New York City. And I didn't want to have the eating disorder again, but I didn't have any other way to cope with my emotions. So I was seeking help. I was trying to find therapists, psychologists to work with, and nothing was working. I found meditation when I was 27. And this just completely changed my life at that point. It didn't completely heal the eating disorder, but I now had this awareness that I didn't have before. And by sitting with my emotions, I gave myself the space to really feel, which I had never done. I had so much fear with feeling. I was doing transcendental meditation, and it's a mantra-based meditation. So I'd sit, and all of my feelings, all of my emotions, all of my thoughts would bubble up and my meditations were never peaceful, but I gave myself the space to really feel what was there. And my eating disorder had drastically decreased at this point, but it was still there. And at this point, I had gotten into another relationship. And this relationship, what I felt in this relationship was something that I had always dreamt of. It was this crazy, crazy connection. And I truly believed that this person was the one. I was working at what I thought was my dream job and living in my dream apartment and in this dream relationship I had, but I was still so deeply unhappy and unfulfilled. There was something missing and there was something wrong in my life. I was having crazy anxiety and panic attacks and I just knew something was wrong. So I was praying a lot and I was asking the universe for signs and answers if there was something wrong in my life to show me. And in the same week, my job and my relationship completely fell apart. My job tried firing me and placing me on a performance improvement plan without any evidence showing my performance lacking. And then my relationship, I found out that this person had been lying to me and I just felt so betrayed and I was really shocked and devastated. Um, so we broke up and I moved out and my entire world fell apart. So at this point, I was just so broken. I didn't want to be alive without this other person. 
So I started seeking help. I, I saw therapists three times a week and that didn't really help me. It gave me the support I needed, but I was just so lost and didn't understand why this happened. So I was referred to a hypnotherapist. And if you're not familiar with hypnotherapy, it's similar to talk therapy, but instead of working on just the conscious mind, you work on both the subconscious and the conscious mind together. The reason it's so effective is because if you're not conscious about something, you can't work through it. That's where hypnotherapy becomes so powerful. You're able to see and access your subconscious mind to see what pain, trauma, and memories is actually driving your behaviors. So during this session, um, you enter what's called a hypnotic state. So that state is the same exact state that you're in when you're in deep meditation, when you're in breath work. And it's that same state when you first wake up in the morning and you're still really sleepy. Your brain waves are in a alpha or theta state. So this is the same state that you're in in hypnotherapy. And during this hypnotherapy session, we had used some breath work. And then after 20 minutes, I just received this message that everything that had happened happened for a reason and that it was meant to push me off of the hamster wheel I was on, that I needed to make a change in my life and that there was so much more. This relationship, this what happened with my job was just a reflection of what was going on in my internal world, the light and the dark. And I created this on some level through how I was treating myself with the eating disorder, with the negative self-talk, that I had felt so rejected and abandoned my whole life and that now this was what I was doing to myself. Like attracts like, it's the law of attraction. So I was only attracting that which I was. So this message that I received in this session really helped me understand what was going on and that I created this on some level. And the only way I could really change my external world and end these painful patterns in relationships um, and have a fulfilling career would be to do the inner work. So I was living in New York at this time with my mom and I was still so lost and broken and I was so deeply depressed. I knew I needed to make a change in my life. Um, so I decided I was going to go on a trip and find myself because I didn't know who I was. I was just constantly trying to listen to what everyone else was telling me to do and how to be, but I never really trusted myself. So I had healed the eating disorder at this point. I worked with a bunch of different specialists, and I will talk more about that in another episode. But at this point, I decided to go to Bali alone to find myself, find my purpose, and to heal whatever caused me to create these scenarios in my life. Going to Bali alone was the scariest thing I've ever done, but my intuition was telling me that I needed to go. So I went to Bali and I made this commitment that I was going to focus on my healing and find my purpose. When I got there, all of my feelings of feeling lost, alone, not belonging were just completely amplified. And the first few months there, I just cried myself to sleep, like 
thinking I made a mistake. Why did I come here? Um, I made a mistake. I, at least I had my family when I was home, but I knew I couldn't escape myself. I couldn't escape how I was feeling. So I needed to be with those feelings. And for months, I spent so much time um, seeing different healers. I was in classes all day, doing meditation classes, yoga classes, breathwork classes, trying really every and anything I could to heal myself. So I went to Singapore for a few days. And if you're not a citizen in Bali, you have to leave the country and come back. So I went to Singapore and I walked around the city the whole day. I walked almost 12 miles and all of my feelings of grief, of not belonging, of not feeling good enough had bubbled up to the surface. And this was feelings from what had just happened in my life, but also feel everything that I had been feeling in childhood that I had just been suppressing, suppressing, suppressing through food, through relationships, it had bubbled up to the surface and I was just crying. I was walking through the city and I didn't care who saw me. I couldn't control it. So this was really the darkest part of my journey. And I just felt like I didn't want to be alive anymore. This really scared me. Um, So I called my sister and I told her how I was feeling. And she said to stop putting so much pressure on myself, that I was just putting way too much pressure on myself to heal, to fix myself and to find my purpose. So she told me exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. She said to only think about what would make me happy in the next hour and to do that. And I had nothing to lose, so that's what I did. I just thought about what will make me happy in the next hour without trying to rationalize it or make it logical. Um, And I think that that's what we do. We feel like we need to rationalize everything and everything needs to be productive. So when I got back to Bali, that's exactly what I did. I just asked myself, what do you want to do? What's going to make you happy? And I decided I was going to do a yoga teacher training. And I didn't want to be a yoga instructor, but I just felt like I would meet people. It would help me connect more to yoga. And it just felt like the right thing to do. So when I did that training, it was a really big catalyst for me and changed a lot for me at that point. I was in this training with 20 other women and we spent three weeks together growing and learning together. And it was just a sense of community and connection that I was longing for. I learned so much about energy and the philosophy of yoga and different forms of meditation. And it just opened my mind to a different perspective of life. After doing yoga for three weeks straight, I had felt this energy move in my body and shift that I just had never felt before. And when the training was over, I just had met so many incredible women and had these friends in Bali and we did more yoga together and I went to ecstatic dance and ecstatic dance, if you're not familiar with it, is a substance-free event where you don't speak or dance with anyone and the purpose is for you to really connect with yourself and your body and then just move to the music however you want. It's just a very freeing environment and high vibrational. So so just all of these things that I was doing that was bringing me joy um, was bringing me into alignment with myself. I was feeling really good and I had released so much of the past and was just so present. So during this time, a lot of things in my life started to shift and change. My intuition had just become very strong 
and I kept getting this urge to write. I had an idea for a book, and my sister and a lot of people had suggested writing a children's book, but I had never written a children's book, and I just didn't know where to start. So I went to the beach one day, and I was just staring at the ocean, and I was asking for a sign, like, what should I do? I was still searching for my purpose. There was a guy that was walking on the beach, and he stopped and he asked me if I was going in the water. I said no, and he sat down in the sand next to me and he looked at me and he said, you need to write. I was like, what? And he said, you need to write. You have a story that's inside of you. You need to write it down. And I was just laughing like, is this a joke? And he was like, no, there's just something in me that's saying you need to hear this. So I had gotten my sign and I went back to my place and I just started writing and writing without the need for it to become anything was just so freeing, allowing myself to explore my imagination and feeling inspired. These ideas were just flowing through me and it just felt like I was coming home to myself. This imagination, this creativity, um, this freedom to just write without putting pressure on myself. It was so healing. At this time, I also spent a lot of time working on my energy. I got trained in energy healing. I was doing hundreds of hours of self-development courses online, and I was spending four to six hours a day in meditation. I was doing TM self-hypnosis, active energetic releases like shaking and dancing and kundalini meditation. And I was just feeling things shift inside of me and I felt more connected to myself than ever. So now my intuition was saying to do a private breathwork session. So I booked a session and 20 minutes into that session, I felt this heavy block of energy just surface to the top of my stomach and I just started immediately crying. I didn't know what was coming up. And the healer came and she put her hands on my stomach and helped me release that energy. And once I did, I had a complete out-of-body experience. I was aware of my body, but I was no longer in it. And all I could see was this bright golden light. I was a part of the light and the light was a part of me. And this place that I was in, felt more real to me than anything I had ever experienced in my life. All I felt was pure, unconditional love and bliss. I could see my body below and it was just buzzing and vibrating. And I was looking at it thinking, that's not real. None of that's real. It's just a mirage and illusion. This love, this bliss, this light, this is the only thing that's real. And I just knew that this was my truth. This light was who I was. And it just became so clear to me that my purpose that I had spent so much time searching for was to embody this light and share that in whatever way brings me joy. The how I do it doesn't matter. So when I came back into my body, I just felt my body vibrating and buzzing. It was like I had drank in 10 cups of coffee or took Adderall or something. I was just wired. And 
just really vibrating so high from this energy. And at this point, I just knew I was ready to come back to New York, that I had come home to myself, that this light was the truth of who I was, that this light is the truth of what we all are. We all come from this light. And the pain that we all experience is when we're separated from this light. The way that we can come into this light is to come into alignment, come into alignment with our truth. And that looks different for all of us. So taking this time to really connect with myself and explore that helped me come home. So coming back to New York now was the unknown for me. Bali was now my comfort zone. And I was coming into this space where I felt my most disconnected. But now I had all of the tools, the practices, the rituals that I learned in Bali to stay in alignment. And a big lesson with coming back was learning how to hold stronger boundaries with myself and other people to honor the sensitivity that I had. And I had done so much um, release work in Bali that now I was just even more sensitive to everything. So holding these boundaries allowed me to stay in alignment. And coming back has motivated me to take the soul-aligned action and pursue the things that are meaningful for me that bring me joy. Um, Because when we're aligned and we're doing something that brings us joy, that's our medicine. That's our medicine for the world. So during this time, I've completed the children's book. I have studied more spiritual texts and done more coursework in self-development And I have sat with plant medicine in Costa Rica, which I will share about. It was incredible. And I'm now in an intensive training for clinical and transpersonal hypnotherapy, which I am so excited to share more about because it has completely transformed my life. So all of these experiences and all of the healing work has allowed me to come into alignment with me, with my authenticity, and to live a life that feels more fulfilling than ever. So that's my story. It has been so healing for me to share this with you. And my mission is to help you come into alignment with your true self. I hope that this story has inspired you in any way. And if you're dealing with eating disorders, anxiety, depression, heartbreak, or feeling lost, Um, I hope that this has helped you, and I just want you to know that you're not alone. I am so excited to start posting more and sharing everything that I've learned with you. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Sending you so much love.